I'm upstairs. I just come down. My brother's watching the game downstairs. And I can hear the commentators speaking. You can wonder why I'm not watching the game. I was like, I'll watch the second half. I've got some revision to be doing. Anyway, my, I hear my brother. I hear the commentators start getting a bit louder. So I'm like, yeah, something's happened here. And then I hear the word penalty for Arsenal. And I'm thinking, here we go. I'll bat me and captain. The points are rolling in. So I run downstairs as I hear this news. My brother is laughing at me as I run down the stairs. Good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Season 2, FPL Apprentices, episode 15. Chris, we're a week into the international break. On a scale of 1 to 10, how bored are you? Uh, not very bored, Tom. I've had exam week this week. Firstly, uh, hello everyone. Good uh, good morning, afternoon, good evening. Um, I'm feeling quite tired at the moment, Tom. Uh, I've had exam week. I hope everyone's not feeling as tired as me because I've uh, six exams in a week while you've been chilling doing absolutely none Tom. yeah yeah well i've been making it i might have to make a website so I'm working just as hard as you chris don't worry <laughs> all right well for today's episode we got we got a slightly shorter one we're going to review game week 11 which was a fairly successful week for us Tom. it wasn't it wasn't we didn't set the world light with our team uh 51 points is not great but it signified a grey arrow so we, we gained 5k in places very insignificant but I take that in a week where we, it could have gone worse it could have gone quite a lot worse coming home with 51 points isn't the end of the world um, and it puts us in a decent position moving forward our team's looking very nice we've got two free transfers heading into the international break um, so yeah we're in a decent position yeah yeah I mean again like you said on a not the best week but again it's a week where we haven't got we haven't dropped places um, got a small, very small green arrow. Uh, so yeah, that, that's good to see. And like you said, yeah, two, two um, transfers going into the international break is just what we need. Yeah. Uh, so for today's episode, we'll start it off uh, with the review going through game week eleven. We're also going to go through how our FBL Apprentice League is shaping up. Tom, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Firstly, um. I uh I got a nice green arrow this week, Chris. Cut the, I think I cut the distance to thirty points to you now. I got sixty two points, one point five mil now. So I think I've gone up from four and a half mil to one point five mil. So I'm nearly in that one mil bracket, and I'm I'm gaining in on you. And I know you do have a wild card in your back pocket, but I think I feel like my team's quite nicely set up, and I can't see too many different players you'd have in your in having your teams. To be honest, so I've got a long term plan as well. So I'm quite happy there, gaining ground on you. Yeah, you are. Um, I think we need a moment of remembrance, Tom. Not just for the for it being the 11th of the 11th today, but also for my FPL team in game week uh, 11. Had an absolute disaster class with my captaincy. This will go down. Oh, yeah. Never forget this. Um, so I'll run, I'll run through the game very quickly. Arsenal versus Watford. I brought in two Arsenal players. I'm feeling very excited for this game. I'm upstairs. I just come down. My brother's watching the game downstairs and I can hear the commentators speaking. You can wonder why I'm not watching the game. I was like, I'll watch the second half. I've got some revision to be doing. Anyway, my, I hear my brother. I hear the commentators start getting a bit louder. So I'm like, yeah, something's happened here. And then I hear the word penalty for Arsenal. And I'm thinking, here we go. I'll bat me and captain. The points are rolling in. So I run downstairs. I hear this news. 
my brother is laughing at me as I run down the stairs. Aubameyang, I see the replays, blasted it down the middle and Foster's made the save. So at this point, I'm now sitting on minus one points. Later in the game, he gets a yellow card. I'm now sitting on minus two points. Then he gets his, his next point for um, playing 60 minutes in the match. He got an offside goal. I mean, that just summed it up. He even got an offside assist for Saka, who was also in my team. That game was probably one of the... <laughs> I was laughing throughout the whole game. You know when you just have such a bad time at FBO, you just have to laugh. So that was me on this game. Yeah, yeah, no. I did find it quite funny when I saw the uh, miss. It's un- it's unfortunate, but you backed against Arsenal and they, they barely ever score more than one or two goals. So it's what you deserve. You backed against the Cycling GK, so... It's what, uh, it's what happens, Chris. You have to apologise to him in case he listens to our pod, I think. <laughs> I didn't back against him, Tom. I had no idea Bamming was getting the penalty. I thought Arsenal would bag two or three goals in this game, as did a couple of us, um, to be honest. In this game, we had a 3-0 prediction from me and 2-0 from you and the guests last week, Tom. So they were back to win. And I think they're unfortunate not to get another goal. But what did you think about the situation Ranieri was complaining about? What should have happened? Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the game, but I was listening to uh, the stuff afterwards. But I mean, Danny Rose kicked the ball out because um, the player was down injured, and then you always kick the kick the ball back. So I mean, they cheated. But it was interesting hearing Ben Foster talk, and he said it's unfair, it's annoying, but the players have got to be making a song and dance out of it. They've got to be screaming for the ball back, waving around. It's too late after you've conceded. Um, yeah, no, I do think it was quite scummy from Arsenal, to be honest. Sums them up really. I think it was a one-man thing, though. Lacazette was the only person that... I think they all kind of switched off. They kind of forgot that Rose passed the ball out because of an injury. Lacazette played the ball, and I don't think they even realised. They, they just kind of had a lapse in concentration. We're like, well, we've got to throw it now. They've forgotten everything that's happened before. They've forgotten the injury. But anyway, yeah, lucky, slightly lucky for Arsenal there. But I think they deserved to win the game on the whole. Uh, two offside goals, generally pretty decent. Um, I was quite impressed with them. And Rams still getting another clean sheet on. Yeah, 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 I know. Rewarding his owners as well, a couple of big performances, but it is only Watford, so you would do expect a clean sheet, really. I would if I was a Ramsdale owner. Yeah. All right, and another game where we saw a clean sheet, another clean sheet for Livramento, and another clean sheet for the Southampton defence, who've been very, very solid, especially at home of late defensively. Um, so, Tom, Southampton winning 1 0. Dean Smith getting the sacking after five losses on the trot. Implications for FPL? I mean, firstly, I thought it was a stupid sacking. Um, I mean, last season, sorry, not last season, two seasons ago, they were, well, thanks to goal line technology not working, they were basically down, relegated. And then he, he had a great season last season. Now they've lost Gorillish, they've had a few players out injured. They've gone on a bad loss streak and they don't back him and they've sacked him. Um, I mean, Gerard coming in, I haven't m- watched much of him at Rangers, but I definitely think he'll, he'll be good for Villa. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play, as in what sort of style. But I do think that he's, he's going to... I think he'll get them firing. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for him to get some experience before going to Liverpool in, in a couple of years as well. But yeah, I mean, another like you said, Southampton doing the bits as well. I mean, another clean sheet. I, I, I don't know if that's... Five on the, they've had some they've had a couple of clean sheets in the truck. Three in the last four. Yeah, three in the last four. I mean, yeah, that's that's class. And Liv Morento is now sitting at I think he's four point five or four point six four point five. 
<laughs> I mean, I was listening to another pod and people were saying they still pay that. And to be fair, 4.5 for a Southampton defender who has does have an assist or attacking threat. It's not actually that bad, to be honest. So I don't know. What, I don't know what you do. You have do you have him, Chris, or not? Not in my own team, no. Uh, but fixtures moving forward, they're a bit of a mixed bag. But whenever Southampton play at home, you would pretty much back them for the clean sheet the way they're playing at the moment. Uh, I'm impressed by them. Uh, offensively, Tom, Adam Armstrong getting the goal. Is there any... Do we need to be looking at the Southampton attack? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think... But first of all, we need to see actually players. Obviously, got Adams, Broger, Armstrong, Redmond. There's a lot of players. So, we need to see who's nailed on. So, I wouldn't be investing now, I don't think. If you had a player, I'd keep him for Norwich if you had an attacker, obviously. I wouldn't be investing until you saw a settled lineup, and their fixtures aren't the best attacking-wise. Um, wow, saying that Liverpool conceded three, but I don't think I don't think it'd be as an open game. But yeah, no, I think I think again it's sort of a wait. You don't want to be bringing in a player that's not nailed around the Christmas period because the transfers get very important, and you want to be saving them and using them on players that will play game in game out. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And on Aston Villa, obviously, can't really go too much into it now with the change of managers. We we should have a guest on next week. Now, we, we have said this many times this season, oh, we should have a guest. It's looking likely, Tom. It's looking likely that we get Alfie Winter on. He's been on the pod many times, especially last season, of course. It's great to have him on, as usual. We should have him on next Tuesday, Tom. Yeah, well, yeah, should. Maybe. Hopefully, yeah, we'll have to see. But we are, if he does come on, we'll be talking all all the new managers, um, Spurs and Arsenal as well, going into a bit more depth as well, looking at the Gerrard appointment and hopefully Norwich would have appointed someone by then as well. But yeah, we're hoping that we will have him. Um, also, Chris, I've I'm I'm, I'm got an email sent in today from Southampton. They're like, have 10 quid off tickets for the Leicester game on the 1st of December. So I'm considering uh, going, going to watch them again. So could possibly be there again in a couple of weeks be uh be scouting this Southampton attack for you live if you like yeah it would be nice I mean they've got as I said decent ish run of fixtures and any game at home they got a chance of a clean sheet so it'll be a great game to watch I think I think Leicester are, Leicester are doing all right they're gradually improving they're finding their system uh, I think they I think they might stick on this 4-3-3 as well Tom what do you reckon yeah yeah did they play 4 3 3 at the weekend? Yeah, Barnes and Lookman on the wing. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Leicester. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I hope so. I mean, Barnes, we, we tipped him. I don't know if we said it off pod, but we said it to each other that this is Barnes's game and he scored a lovely goal. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd hope so. Madison dropping out is interesting. But, yeah, I do hope this is the return of, of Harvey Barnes. But... <laughs> And they've got the fixtures after Chelsea at home. I mean, even you could say Chelsea at home for a player like Barnes isn't bad, but Watford Saints, again, not the best game. Villa, Newcastle, Spurs, Everton. It's not a bad run of fixtures. And when Leicester are playing well, it doesn't really matter who they're playing. Their attack can score against anyone. Um, so I think possibly investable, but it's, it is a risky move. And we made a mistake with Barnes earlier in the season, Tom. So, But he's one to watch. He's definitely one to watch, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that Chelsea game's key. I I don't know when they're what, what time they're playing Chelsea. Uh, let me have a look quickly. Leicester Chelsea is oh half twelve kickoff. Don't know if I'll be able to watch that, but I'll definitely be watching match of the day then to be to be seeing the Leicester boys. Yeah, 
Boost stuff. And they played Leeds this weekend. Rafinha getting another goal. Um, free kick goal. Takes his shirt off to, to block the 10-pointer. Mm. You love to see it. Uh, Le- Leeds actually, interesting stat on Leeds defence is that they've been the best team in terms of XG conceded in the last few game weeks. Um, oh, wow. That is interesting because we always see Leeds as a team that are there for the battering. They're there. You know, you want a captain, a midfielder or a sacker who's playing Leeds. Uh, but recently they've been strengthening up and I, they've moved to, they've been playing three at the back. They obviously had the time when Strauch was out because he, of his uh, red card on Harvey Elliott. They had Llorente out injured. They had Koku still out injured as well. They've they've had defenders, key defenders injured. They've had Ailing at centre back, and he's he's I I don't think he's back from injury yet, actually. Uh, Luke Ailing, neither is Patrick Bamford. They've both been longer than they expected. Um, but at least defence is 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 finding its rhythm, I think. And so we need to recalibrate our thinking when we look at a team playing them. Uh, you know, we've been looking at Spurs, Son and Kane. They've got great fixtures coming up. Leeds at home is that actually as good a fixture as we think? Um, what do you reckon, Tom? Well, I mean, Leeds have kept one clean sheet out of 11 games. So, I mean, well, it's it's more comes down to a Tottenham attack in sense-wise. I mean, not really a Leeds defensive um, situation. I'm not, I am not going anywhere near that Leeds defence um, at the moment. But, I mean, they're away as well. And I think you said to me they're better at home defensively as well. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Bamford's like the greatest situation last year. He's been out for so long. Honestly, I don't know what's going on there. Once they, once they get the likes of him, even, I think that will improve them defensively as well, which is a weird, but obviously when you, you defend from the attack. Um, but yeah, no, I've been very impressed with Rafinha. I, do, I don't mind him getting nine pointers instead of ten pointers as well. It keeps him a bit more under radar because the casuals would just be looking at the dream team and he never makes it on there as well. Um, but yeah, he took off his shirt, Chris, to show a message. So I don't think he, uh, I don't think he, he didn't, I don't think he um, was doing it for an FPL point of wise. He did have his uh, he did have a message on his shirt. Um, I couldn't read it, but, but yeah, no, I am happy he's been ticking over nicely. And like we we, uh, we nearly went Rafinha to Madison two game weeks ago, and we would have lost like seventeen points. So luckily we didn't do that. But yeah, no, I mean Leeds are a team to watch, but I would not be investing in them. And if Rafinha's out for the Tottenham game because of Brazil, then it could be time to move on. But yeah, no, I'm not interested in Leeds one. No, no, I definitely agree with you. I was just bringing up the the fact because we normally look at Leeds as a good team to target in terms of captaincy and things like that. But fixtures moving forward, Spurs, Brighton, Palace and Brentford, Brentford especially, pretty decent. But after that, Chelsea, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, that's a tough run. Over Christmas, it's not great for Leeds. So you wouldn't want to invest in them. I just wanted to bring up the point because we do tend to look at Leeds as an easy, the sitting duck uh, for our midfielders and attackers. So I think we need to recalibrate that. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll see what Kane and Son do at Leeds, but I, I won't be expecting <laughs> yeah, them to. I won't be expecting them to score many, to be honest. Anyway, so yeah, could be a clean sheet in there for the Leeds defense. Um, uh, are we are we still on this Leeds Leicester game or what? I'm a bit confused with the order. <laughs> you've you've thrown me again. <laughs> <laughs> like a few weeks ago, Tom, we've gone a bit all over the place, but. I just want to touch on the most important topics of the game. You know, we don't need to run through every single game. Just need to touch on the most important topics. So I think if we stay on on Sunday, Spurs attack. Uh, the main thing I want to talk about from this game: Everton versus Spurs. Nil-nil uh, game. 
didn't look like there was too many chances for either team. Um, so what do you do? Son and Kane, Tom, buy, sell. Well, you wouldn't sell, but buy or keep. Well, you keep obviously because of their fixtures. Or not um, buy. Uh, yeah. Um, I I think if it, if it was a long term plan, I would still buy. I think I'd be favouring Kane over Son for a few reasons. Now, firstly, Kane's a great placeholder to go straight to Ronaldo after Kane plays. Norwich, and then Ronaldo has Norwich. Uh, also, Conte likes taking off Son early now. That's twice he's been clipped early. Son does not look great um, either. So again, I do think I do think Son and Kane will match each other um, points wise, but I, I do think it is down to your setup. If you've got like a, a Havertz or something, then you can go up to Son. But if you've got a, a Vardy or someone like that in your attack, then go up to Kane. I think I would still invest in, in the Tottenham attack, I think. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, defensively, they looked really compact. I mean, it was like five, it was like Newcastle, a 5-4-1 when they were defending. Um, so, I mean, and they do look good. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the odd error and concede to a goal, so it could be quite frustrating. But yeah, no, I mean, I haven't had a shot on target, and I think it's like 500 minutes or something like that, um, which is a bit worrying. But I do think Kane will start firing soon. So if your plan was to bring in Kane or Son, I'd do it. And and like we're saying, after that Norwich game, you can go after the likes of Ronaldo, Rashford, Lukaku. So yeah, I would I would definitely bring them in still. Yeah, I like the point you made about Kane acting as a placeholder for Ronaldo because I think it really will be premium ball over December and January. A great fixtures mm. for Lukaku, Ronaldo, and Kane's is a good placeholder for. I think it's quite low risk as well. Because he's got the good fixtures. I mean, even if Spurs aren't playing well, you'd expect a few goals at least over that period. And it gives you that flexibility. You are not, you wouldn't be stuck in a position where you've got two or three mid-priced midfielders and you're really struggling to get up to an inform Lukaku or Ronaldo. So I definitely think Kane is good from that perspective. Uh, word on Son, though, Tom. What kind of role is he taking up and how, much, how many points do you think he's actually going to get in this good run of fixtures? Yeah, I mean it's hard because in the game I went to live, um, we got obviously Romero got sent off, so Son was just playing as a deep midfielder, and then he got subbed off. In the last game, it's interesting. I still can't work out if it's him and Kane up top, up top or if I think it is Kane up top and then Son and Mora sort of behind. But he, he's playing. He's, he he does look good, Son. But as in, he doesn't look good. Sorry, but he looks like he's in positions that that should be good. It's just his finishing's not on point, and we know Son um, is one that would, doesn't get many chances but he finishes them normally and that hasn't been the case lately so I do think he'd tick over and if I had him I wouldn't be worried and if I was I would still bring him in I mean I'm not going to do the double up now but um, mainly because of team structure as well but I I would I would still be happy to bring Son in I think and it's only a matter of time before he starts scoring again and I think once Kane starts for, um, scoring that'll boost Son as well and that'll boost their relationship Again, because I do think Kane has had an impact on Son as well, because they were good friends last year, and now Kane's not playing as well, not playing in the balls. Um, but yeah, no, it is an interesting one. Obviously, you've got Regulon and Romero playing quite high, so Son sort of is a bit inverted a bit more. But no, I wouldn't be worried. I wouldn't be worried about Son. Like if you owned him, I'd still be like, it's, he's a, we know he's a world class player, so I wouldn't be worried at all. Yeah, and looking at the wing backs, I think it could be a quite a fruitful position once Conte really gets his Spurs team 
uh, drilled how he wants. You mentioned that they've already looked solid against Everton. Uh, so that's a good sign. How offensive are both of them? And do you think they're both nailed, Emerson and Regulum? Uh, yeah. yeah, they play quite high. I mean, because, again, it depends really. Obviously, if Son's playing at striker with Kane and more in the cam, then there isn't really any wingers. So Romero and Regulon are, are running down quite high. Um, something that is interesting to note is if Davies keeps his left centre-back spot, he does a bit what Rudiger does. And Davies was in the box, I think, two or three times in that in that game attacking-wise. And he, I think he had a good chance. And he also played an assist. So again, I mean, I wouldn't be saying get Ben Davies because he is crap, and I, I can't, I, I wouldn't want to see him stay in, stay in the Spurs team. But he does have some good threat. Um, Regulon had a big chance. Um, his finishing isn't great though, but Romero, Regulon's delivery is good, and Romero is as well. I think I, I'd prefer Romero to be honest. Um, and I think they're nailed. Romero or Emerson. Oh, sorry, yeah, Emerson. Yeah, sorry, Royale. I meant Royale. Yeah, yeah. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer uh, Royale. Um, to Regulon, I think. But either one would do the job. And, and I'm pretty sure they're nailed. I mean, Regulon's got... Well, Doherty came on at left wing back, but he wasn't great. I can't see him starting. Obviously, Christmas is coming up, so it could be the odd rotation. But there's no one else competition for Regulon while Sessegnon's injured. And then at right wing back for Spurs, obviously, it's Royale. Tanganga won't play, I don't think. And then Doherty. But again, as long as, as, long as we don't have a game where we get smashed, I think they'll both keep their positions and you save 0.1 on Royale as well so I'd probably go in yep they got good fixtures long term up until February you know decent fixtures and even in the big games I think Conte will set them up in a really compact way so I think the defence if those wing backs become really offensive and Spurs get ticking um, with Kane and Son I think that the assist potential will be there for the wing backs and they could offer cut price options to the likes of Chilwell and Cancelo and James. Not as good, but cut price. So they they would offer some decent value. So one to monitor, but not one to get on yet. I think we need to see how Conte, Conte Spurs develop over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, Davies sitting at 4.4 mil. God. Oh. <laughs> that is tempting. I don't know. I, I just, Davies, well, I've watched him in two games and he just hasn't been great. But I don't know how else to play left centre-back. So, if he stays in there, I mean, I, I don't know if it's worth going up to the wing-backs. But like you said, once they get firing, then, then it'll be worth it. And once Kane starts to get firing, Kane's playing a lot more as a striker. Like do, Conte said he doesn't want him dropping deep. So, I can just see Regulon ripping in some balls to his head. Or Royale. So, yeah, once they get firing, then Spurs wing-backs will be good. I agree. Um, finish, rounding off the Sunday game, some West Ham versus Liverpool. Now, in this game, I thought Liverpool, again, high line got a bit exposed on a number of occasions. The 4 now goal, four now's goal was one. Um, Trent doing Trent things with a lovely free-kick goal. Lovely little routine with Salah to, to change the angle and allow him to whip it round, round the, the, the men in the wall. Uh, but I think interesting things to note from this game, from a West Ham perspective, a few things. One, Antonio not getting the points, but he's still looking like he's getting in good positions. I don't as I said a few weeks ago, I don't think he's going to be that explosive from now on. Uh, but I think he'll have a 12-pointer in him every every so often. Uh, a goal and assist. I think on another day he scores in this game. Uh, or gets an assist for sure. I think he's been slightly unfortunate not to get a return the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I think there's still value with him, even over these tough fixtures. And 
going against him with his high ownership is still a risk, I think. Um, but looking behind him, Bowen and Fornals, I think they're they're turning into better options than Ben Rama. Obviously, he was the man at the start of the season uh, for us in FPL alongside Antonio. But now I think Bowen and Fornals are are offering better value, especially in these tougher games. Um, now Bowen got two assists in this game. Fornals got a goal and an assist. Um, so for for Fornals and Bowen, that's two big performances in a row on FPL. And I think in the tough games, they're really performing. They're both on corners. Fornals takes corners from one side, Bowen from the other. Uh, and I think they're going to offer good value, even in these tough games. Uh, I just think you they could be worth investing in if you're if you're looking at someone in that price packet and you've already got an Arsenal midfielder. I do think even in these tough games, they'll do all right. I mean, Wolves, Brighton, Man City, way, there's chance for points there. And, and once you get into December, uh, West Ham's fixtures look really nice. Which brings me on to my final point: is Ogbonna has got ACL damage. Tom, he walked off the pitch like Van Dyke, but he suffered ACL damage, which normally means quite a little while out. Um, not such a little while out, actually. Which means Craig Dawson, I think, will be coming in alongside Zuma at 4.5 mil. We know of his uh, heading threat from set pieces, and West Ham's set piece threat was really highlighted in this game. Uh, they really, really dominated Liverpool's Liverpool's defence. Um, during the set pieces Dawson I sitting at 4.9 mil and Zuma alongside him sitting at 5.4 so I do think Dawson could offer value uh, alongside Ben Johnson if he keeps his pace obviously played again Tom yeah sounds like he's going to be keeping his pace by um, someone I I know is a West Ham season to get older and he says it is now his place to lose obviously apparently I mean I watched the Liverpool game and he put in a good performance as well so they think that place is nailed um, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I was glad to see Bowen and Fournals on on corners as well. Obviously, it takes away Creswell as an option now, definitely. But yeah, I think looking at game week sixteen, Burnley, Arsenal, Norwich, Southampton, Watford, there there is a good run. Um, but there will be rotation over Christmas. Obviously, the likes of Yarmolenko and um, a few other players as well. I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah. No, they're definitely, again, they're not a team I'd invest in now. I, the only player I would get in is Ben Johnson for Williams, possibly. But I don't think I would invest in their team at the moment. I'd get through the Wolves, Man City, Brighton, Chelsea game. But they're definitely a team play attacking-wise to watch. But I'm not convinced on their defence yet, I don't think. I think their defence has been solidifying in the last few weeks. Uh, even in these tough games, I think the attackers could offer half-decent value. It's just... Will the will the value in that team shift as we get into the easier games? Because I think West Ham set up slightly differently. Different players get more and more chances in in more difficult games. So I think if you invested now, there's a risk it backfires when you get to the easier fixtures. So it's probably a wait and watch. Um, but I do think they could offer good value over Christmas. And I think players like Bowen are going to be playing a lot, especially when Antonio, uh, who will get benched occasionally over Christmas. Players like Bowen, I don't think they will. He's he's very fit in you know in his mid twenties. It's a perfect age to be playing pretty much every game. So I think he could be a very decent option over December and January. Yep. It's very very swift from you, Tom. That rounds us off for the Sunday games. I want to go back and touch on the Saturday games, so Tom. Uh, Man United versus City. First thing to note, Rashford getting benched for the second game in a row. 
it's a bit concerning. I'm not sure what he's going to be like, how often he's going to play in the slightly easier games, but it's not the best sign. We don't really know what's going to happen with Man United. To be honest, they changed Shiston to three at back, three at the back against Spurs, and it looked like the world was rosy again. And then all of a sudden, they get beaten two 0 comfortably by Man City. And now that three at the back might change again, so you might have obviously if they play four at the back, Rashford's got more chance of playing. So again, one to monitor. Um, what do you think happens with Man U after the international break, Tom? Yeah, um, I was surprised to see Cavani not playing, but then I heard that he's injured. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, I, I'm not sure if they'll stick to the far at the back. I've heard that they've been trying to train Sancho as a right wing back. <laughs> it's just, it's just hilarious. It just shows how crap he is. Um, De Gea is in good form, um, and it sounds like Dean Henderson is going to be calling for a move. If if United United do, yeah, when that when United go on that run, you're obviously wild card, and I would uh, there's an argument to have a five nil keeper and De Gea. In your team, to be honest, but I just don't know if you can rely on that United defence because there's only so much um, De Gea can do. And I mean, he faced more shots against his own team than he did against City, <laughs> I think, or, so, or something like that. Yeah, it was. He faced one against City, I think, and two against his own team in that game. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I didn't watch this game because I was out again, but it just sums up United. That Bernardo Silva goal, that is just awful defending. Maguire and Shaw just letting it go. And Bernardo Silva at the back post. You can't be scoring from there. It's just a bit embarrassing, really. And it was expected. I think we all backed City to win. Um, I don't know what happens here, you know, to be honest. I, I don't know what they do. I reckon they'll just keep the same formation. But Pogba's out for a long time as well, a couple of months. Um, he injured yeah. himself in French training as well. But So, yeah, I uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they'll do, to be honest. It's out, also, just quickly, actually, um, Fernandes as well isn't playing as a team player. He's playing for himself. He's trying to do things on his own and he needs to work more as a team and it's just not working. Um, and I was watching someone like talk about the game and they're just too slow to press the man. Like Cancelo with that assist just yeah. had too much space. Um, they were five seconds too slow to close him. And again, when he when he whips in the ball as well, they're just too slow and it's like they're just not winning. They're not playing for the team. I don't know. But they have got a good run of fixtures and someone like Ronaldo as we've can see and can save them. And I reckon they'll go on a good run. They always seem to. They have a, a bad patch and they go on a good run and win a few games and Ole's fine. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You mentioned Cancelo getting assists, Tom. He also got two assists in that game uh, mm. and three assists in the Champions League game before that. I think he's the best value for money defender in that City defence. I've, I've been worried in the past about rotation with Zinchenko because I feel like he's got to come back in at some point and I think there will be space for Zinchenko to play the occasional game over the next couple of months but Cancelo is pretty much nailed in that team with no Mendy playing even in the easier games Cancelo should be playing and I think he's definitely got the best threat moving forward as in attacking threat uh, and City's fixtures over Christmas are decent and you can expect many clean sheets I think so Cancelo now at 6.5 but I still think he's worth that investment and I think he's probably the better option than Diaz because I do not think he misses any I think him and Diaz play a very similar amount of games over Christmas yeah um, yeah I don't, I don't think I'd uh, be switching Diaz to Cancelo though but 
yeah, Kinsella hasn't missed a game for a game, which is crazy. Um, and it's funny because I was listening to something where people have been avoiding like the rotation players a bit more, like like the likes of Cancelo and James as well, in a way. And they've been doing better than the nailed on players, and they've been playing a lot more. Like this, like Pep has Pep, Pep's barely rotated up top. Foden came back, Grealish got dropped. Jesus has played nearly every game up top. Like they've been, they've had quite a structured team, and he makes the odd change. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, but yeah, Cancelo does is a good option. I just don't know if I'd pay six point five now for him. I think he'll keep taking over, but as I have Diaz, I just don't think I'd go up to Cancelo. To be honest, it's not a priority transfer, is it? No, I do think you're gaining points uh, in the long term. Uh, it's just it's just one of those things. It's quite a difficult decision. Is it really worth it? If you don't make it. In the week you think about it, you'll probably just keep putting off and you'll never make it. But just in general, if you don't have a City defender, I think it's a good option to, to have one for sure. Uh, especially Cancelo. He's, his attacking threat is very good and he loves a pop shot. He'll get the occasional long-range goal like he did in the Champions League against Leipzig uh, a month or two ago. So Cancelo, the man to target in that defence. If you don't have him, he's going to get these hauls every so often and you're going to miss out. Um, Man City looking good. Yeah, Diaz will score though over Christmas. He'll get his 15 point up. <laughs> this is like I'm a boomer is going to get 16 points. Nah. I don't actually think it's going to happen anymore. Diaz. I'm, I'm, I'm losing a bit of hope, to be honest. Yeah, well, in Bremo, yeah, fair enough. But Diaz will score one goal this season. It'll be over the international break. Yeah, over, sorry, not over the international break. Well, I hope he does. I hope it's not over the international break. It'll be over Christmas. But yeah, no. Um, what game is it? Game week 11. I think it's still healthy lead on you with the um, Bremer and Jesus, which is quite, which is good. And like you said, in Bremer is not looking very promising, and Jesus is. So I'm, I'm, I'm smugly uh, quite happy and confident. And Tom, as you get the differential scores uh, up on your phone, I just want to quickly mention Bumo and Tony. Now, a lot of people have the double up of these two, and. Ever since Raya got injured and Ayer got injured at the same time, Ayer, the right centre-back. And now I think Zanka also got injured in this game. And Charlie Good came on, who's clearly the backup backup, and comes on, gives away a penalty. He doesn't look, doesn't look great in the game. So it's not looking good for Brentford. I think they've lost a few key players, and it's affected the whole team. That's what normally happens with these uh, teams that get promoted, is if you lose a couple of key players, it really does affect the whole team. And you did call it though, Tom. You, you did say Tony, like he's a very decent player. But in terms of actual FPL out, output, he might not be quite as good as we think. He's gone up 0.4 in value without mm. getting any points, which is quite ridiculous. Um, but I think we hold for the next couple Newcastle and Everton. They're all right games. Uh, and then after that, really reconsider and see what Brentford are doing. Yeah. Yeah, it is an interesting one. I'm just pleased I didn't hop on them myself, to be honest. That's one thing I'm pleased I didn't didn't hop on the Brentford train. But I knew Embremo would let Everton down. He is a fraud. I'm trying to think of a player that I, that like from the past seasons, but I just can't I just can't think of one too much. Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, before you wanna before you move to this differential, I just want to note um that you. You were 100% confident that Trossard would not play up top, and he did, and he scored again. 
um, which I thought was quite interesting. I uh, I saw he scored, so I thought I'd give the line up a quick check. I was like, oh, he's playing up front. Chris uh, doesn't have a contact with Graham put on him, it looks like. Um, but yeah, Robert Sanchez robbing us of a Wilson goal as well, which is frustrating. Um, but he took one for the team, to be fair. But yeah, no, I mean, again, I, I'm not saying hop on Trossard, but I, did, I do think I have to get that in there, that he did play up top again and score. Right, fair enough, Tom, fair enough. He did get the penalty, that was an open play goal. Uh, and in that game, as you mentioned, Sanchez getting the red card right at the end, which was, again, laughable considering the way my game he could have gone so far. Um, <laughs> replacements for Sanchez. You've got you've got three of you got three options around that price point. You got I would say McCarthy, Guaita, and a new option that I think's going to come into play now. With how moving to how moving to Newcastle probably goes back to four at the back instead of five at the back. Bruce has been playing. I think you will get the best out of Wilson. I think we need to watch out for Fraser, who obviously had a great time at Bournemouth under Hal. The the goalkeeper, probably Carl Darlow, uh, I think he's one to watch because I think I think Eddie Howe could get them going all right defensively. And we've seen Darlow in the past. He's he's had some incredible performances, made some incredible saves the last few seasons. Uh, I think the Newcastle keeper, there will be a time for them uh, later on in the season. But at the moment, I'd say Guaita or McCarthy is your best bet. Two important goalkeepers. Um, Ramsdale, I, the only reason I didn't mention Ramsdale is because I think he's 4.8 now. So he's quite a bit more. And I personally, sitting with Sanchez and no money in the bank, cannot get to Ramsdale. So that's why I didn't bring him up. 4.7, but I'm sure he's going to go up. Who would be your go-to replacement if we take out Ramsdale? If you cannot afford Ramsdale, I would get Ramsdale if you can afford him. But if you can't, who would you go for, Tom? Well, as I'm a good FPL manager, I don't need to change as I was Foster sitting on my bench. So I wouldn't change my keeper. <laughs> but I would uh, I, I, I don't think I'd make the transfer I think I'd just play 10 men really? I, I just yeah I don't think I'd make the transfer I don't think it's worth it because you have Sanchez oh. in there for a reason and unless I think if you yeah yeah I just I just wouldn't make it his fixtures are good it's one game You'd need realistically, you'd need that you need the goalkeeper to keep a clean sheet that game, and then they've got to keep matching Sanchez. I, I generally just wouldn't make, I wouldn't make it. I don't. I mean, you see keepers sometimes getting zero, one, two point, and so likely it is you're not going to lose very much. And he's only out for one game week. Uh, mm. Now, I thought with a straight red, he'd be out for two or three, which would have should give you extra impetus to get rid of him. But only one game week, I think you can definitely go with him. I mean, I've had. I've had game weeks this season where I've had two or three zero pointers, so it won't be that much of a miss. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. I, I, I was pretty certain it would be a two-game ban because it, it's a three-game ban if you're like endangering the player. But I thought for a straight red, yeah, it was two-game ban. But the rules keep changing, so I, I have no idea, to be honest. But yeah, no, for me, I, I'd keep Foster. But yeah, I'd, I don't think I'd switch just because um, I, I can't hop on Palace, personally, goalkeeper. I mean, they do look good and... They have got decent fixtures, but I don't think I could do it to myself. And Southampton's fixtures are, are, are quite tough as well. Um, I don't know if I could cope with the double up either. Like, I like having a team O, but yeah, no, nah, I think I would just bench him, to be honest. I, I agree. I was going to get rid of him before I realised he's only out for one game. I don't think it's <laughs> worth the transfer. Really, it's four points that you're making. 
so the player as you bring in as you mentioned Tom has got to get really a clean sheet to make it worthwhile so yeah I've only got four weeks now until I'm planning on wildcard so I'm planning on wildcarding going into game week 16 now the reason is at the moment I'm seeing wildcard drafts and they look very similar to the wildcard drafts that were built by people in game week 8 or so and those wildcarders um, like yourself even Tom who, who wildcarded in game week 4 or 5 have had a lot of success and I think I want I want to know what you think about this. I am currently waiting. I would make a few changes to my team. I'd get in James, Chilwell, Cancelo and Trent. I'd have that four at the back. And I'd have a premium striker, probably Kane, for the next few. But I feel like it is better for me to wait a bit because my team is not going to be that different to those that are doing well and who are a long way ahead of me. I think in a few game weeks' time, we might start to see the the meta players changing. And that's when I need to get on them early, which is why I'm waiting. So what do you think of that? Yeah, no, I wouldn't be wildcarding this week, I don't think. I, I'm looking at your team and it's not the worst. I mean, I don't like the Arsenal, Liverpool next, Newcastle United. But I think you could definitely get, I think you've got a punt on a few players that I've got the next good three, like the Spurs boys, maybe like a Yotto with Firmino out for a couple of game weeks. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 think, I think it's wise to hold but I, I don't know what you're doing with the likes of Aubameyang um, in your team. You don't have Embremer either. Mr. Talk the Talk. <laughs> but but I, yeah, no. I, I was listening yeah. to the FPL Wire uh, last week and both Late Riser and the host, remind me of his name, Tom. It's Abdul. He always says it's not Abdul. The host. Zofa, that was it. Zofa. Oh, Zofa. Oh, they yeah, were talking Zofa. about Mbumo versus uh, Smith Rowe, and they both of them actually said Mbumo. Yeah, we'd go with Mbumo. At the time, I was like, mm, I'm not sure about that. I'd rather go with Smith Rowe and Arsenal midfield. I had a good feeling about the Arsenal midfield, uh, which is the reason why I opted for uh, Saka over not Smith Rowe. <laughs> the reason why I think go Smith Rowe is because I had a good feeling about Saka. And that was the right decision <laughs> until his goals ruled out for offside. So, anyway, yeah, Saka's looking good. The, the Arsenal attack's playing well. I'm, I'm still pleased to double off them. I think Liverpool's away to a half-decent game. Aubameyang uh, had only blanked once at home so far this season. And that was uh, home to Chelsea when Arsenal weren't doing very well. And so I was going into this game thinking, oh, it's another home game. Surely Aubameyang's getting points. And the reason why I brought him is not just for this game. He's got Newcastle at home. And I, I back Arsenal in that game as well I, I think they're going to do decent in that game and then I've only got two games left until I'm hardcore so I can take a punt on someone else so that's why I went for them I think that, that there was the upside there unfortunately I've got the wrong side of variance this game week and it hasn't paid off I, I do think you're going to need that wild card because I think I'll be ahead of you by the time you wild card to be honest so I think it's going to be quite tight that wild card is going to be important for you because I do think you're going to you're going to be right down by the one mil mark I can't, I can't see getting too many green arrows, to be honest. Um, especially with backing against Salah as well. But yeah, you never know. You never know. You might, you might get a few green arrows, but I do think it could be a tough four weeks for you, to be honest. I think it will be red arrow, red arrow, red arrow. But we'll see, we'll see. But then, as long as you hit the wild card, fine, and that's fine, really, because you're gaining ground easily. It's only early in the season. Christmas is the most important part of the season. Exactly, so, yeah. and I think I should. I should build a team that's extremely well designed for that busy schedule. And a lot of fixtures swings uh, last uh, take place around 15, 16-ish. 
14, 15, 16, and they last all the way through till, you know, kind of the time that he'd won a wild card in the second part of the season. So uh, it works out really nicely for me. And I think I think I'll profit a lot over end of over the December and January and February period. Yeah. Oh, one thing I'd like to say before we move on that does worry me a bit with your wildcard is uh, I got told by an informant, Chris, um, that so we didn't get the uh, team posted out on Instagram before the deadline. That's Chris's job, just to let you all know. But again, Chris, I hear you were uh, with your girlfriend again, so you bloody better not be there on the on your wildcard deadline, or I will be very worried for you. Well, I'll be quite happy for my own team, but I'll be quite worried that you won't be gaining much ground and you will fuck your world, you fuck your world card up. <laughs> well, Tom, look, when I play hard, I've learned from my mistakes, right? And what I'm going to do <laughs> is make sure the team is set in stone before I, I even go anywhere out of this house towards, towards yeah, her house. Yeah, I'm not going to do it, Tom. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I've learned from my mistakes in the past. I won't make the same mistakes again. I've gained the awareness. I've gained the knowledge. It's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I do apologise for not getting the the post. I realised that about eight o'clock after the deadline, and then I was like, oh dear. So I I tried my best to post the to post the team with Livermento six points already on it, which was better than nothing. But yeah, not not the best for me, I have to say. Now you had a raven message from me sent to you, I think. Um... <laughs> I had I, I had a message from the boss. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wasn't happy with your uh, lack of um, your lack of writing on the post as well. I was expecting an apology on there to, to the to the listeners. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure we're on top of that. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, I mean the, uh, the the week you're going to wildcard, it's a Friday deadline, Chris. So just remember that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I take that. Yeah. All right. Um, before we move off from the, uh, I just want to uh, from the prediction things I want to hit well and before we hear the results calling Conor Gallagher another double uh, can't get my words out Conor Gallagher another double digit haul double digit haul um that's 24 points in the last two honestly the man's the man's a baller and it's since Milivojevic has been dropped um I'm so glad and I, I I'm so glad I own him would you say Conor Gallagher or Smith Rogress? Both got decent. Well, Conor Gallagher's fixtures are decent. Who would you have? Who would you take? Mindyvich has dropped uh, permanently. I think that does definitely raise the appeal of Gallagher. Um, I I like the way Arsenal are playing a lot at the moment, though. I think that you want to have a player from their team, and they've got decent fixtures long term. Um, I would go with Smith Rowe to be honest. I like I like the way he's playing. He's playing with a lot of confidence, like Gallagher. But I just really rate the Arsenal team. I think they're growing in confidence. They're only going to get better. And I think the attackers in the Arsenal team are only going to benefit. But Gallagher is a decent option now. You've got to be pleased to have him, Tom, after you held him through the tough spell. Yeah, yeah, no, I am. I mean, you say that about Arsenal, but you had two out of their three best attackers and they only scored one against Watford and they both blanked. So, I mean, they don't score loads of goals, Signs Arsenal are promising, as a team. Signs were, they... very, were promising, in my opinion. They don't score loads of goals though. Like once they get once they get two, they tend to sit back and hold their shape as they did at Leicester. Um, but yeah, no, no. Hopefully it will work out for you. But we can talk about Arsenal next week with Alfie as well. Fingers crossed we get him on. That'll be a good chance to talk about him because he's been going to every home game live. So yeah, we can talk to him about that next week. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, it'll also be great, Tom, if you if you don't keep repeating yourself because 
before you repeat your words, I didn't actually realise you'd mispronounce them. All right. So please just carry on next time. Yeah. All right. Well, I couldn't get the words out. You're obviously not listening clearly. Um, but can we have, can we have the prediction results, please? Because I think I did no. quite well. Results for this week. Now, our guest from last week was the winner. Seven points uh, in the guest league. Uh, five points in the Instagram league. Obviously, Instagram league, you don't have correct score lines. So you can't get three points. Um, so, guest got seven on the guest league, five on the Instagram league. I got five on the guest league, three on the Instagram league, Tom. You match me, so you didn't lose any more ground, so well done. Uh, Instagram got four on, obviously, for the Instagram league. So what does that mean for the table as well? Sitting in fourth place now in the table, what well, hasn't changed, Tom, it's still you, uh, 47. Guest is sitting on 49, Instagram 53, I'm on 57. So I'm still comfortably ahead right now, and Tom, you've got a lot of work to be doing uh, and things do not get any better for you when it comes to the guest league, Tom. I'm sitting on 73. Get the guest is overtaking me. He's now in the lead on 75. <laughs> You're lagging behind on 56, Tom. 17 points behind me in game week 11. Uh, you, said, you said you'd make the comeback. You're, le- you're starting to leave it. I mean, as the weeks go on, Tom, it's going to get harder and harder to catch up. It's fine. I'm trusting the process. I've got a, I've got a good plan. The game... <laughs> <laughs> the game weeks the game weeks will come thick and fast over Christmas and I'll be racking up those points yeah that's one thing we do need to make sure is there's game week every two nights if we don't pod we bloody better not miss a week of predictions you're going to be on the poll you're going to be posting a poll after poll after poll over Christmas <laughs> that's, exactly. your, that, that's your Christmas present from the, uh, the FPL apprentice but yeah Tom, um, Tom look, look I'll make sure we don't forget our predictions because unlike you your I job. haven't missed a week of Fancy 5 yeah, I know, but that's nothing to do. I don't really care about that to FPL. You haven't won it either, so never mind on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I just want to quickly check something with you. I'm pretty sure I predicted Brighton Newcastle one one and Southampton Villa one nil. Brighton two one, uh, Southampton Villa one nil. Oh bollocks! Why did I not back the draw? Um, oh, fair enough. All right, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure there was no cheating. I went, and I went 2 1 City to 9 in the United game. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Should have backed uh, you. Got, you got a, a record high seven incorrect results. <laughs> did I not pack Palace to beat Wolves? <laughs> you backed the draw. I, I also did the same as you did. Know, I got seven incorrect results. <laughs> oh, my word. I guess it's the likes of Chelsea drawing, Brentford losing, Spurs drawing. Leicester not winning. Yeah, no. no. Fair there, enough. There was a few there was a few unpredictable outcomes. But as I look over all of the weeks of predictions, there has not been one week uh lower than three. So we have the joint record lowest uh, <laughs> scores from last week. All right. Well, that's fine. We won't repeat that again. Um do you want to hear the differential results? Yeah, so firstly, who were our players? I had Kane because I just wanted to use him and you had Saka, so you just beat me by one. Gap's down to yeah. five now. Come on. The comeback's no. actually on, Tom. I, I, I fulfil my promises. When I say a comeback's on, it's actually on. No, but I've made stupid picks. I haven't given you a chance. Like the likes of Mora and Kane. Oh, they were just no. they were just silly no. picks. Mora was a half-decent pick because he I only picked really against Burnley in the Carabao Cup a few days before. I, I only picked Kane so you can use him. 
Well, that's right. paid off, isn't it? Because now you've lost uh, one point. Yeah, but it it's worked out in the long run. When it comes <laughs> when it comes to Norwich, and you can use. It. Um, should we look at the the league? Yeah. So how is the league shaking up, Tom? Who who is currently top? Because there has been a bit of movement up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, never say never. As Josh White has fallen down to third, he has had two not so great weeks, and the main man himself, big man, small fence, Josh Kersley has taken the lead. It, it wasn't going to be long till he was on our leaderboard. Um, and second is Eric Norden, Stora Stigat, Dijeken, or something. But um, yeah, there's been the Dijken, yeah, pro Dutch. Um, there's been some big some shifts. I mean, it's very tight. If we look down, there's about about 20 points in it from first to sixth place. So it's bloody tight. Um, and I mean, the highest scoring player this week, he got, a, he, I think he was, yeah, I think it's 77. Yep. And it and it's Harry Don Cech and uh, 25k game week rank. I mean, he had Trossard, Chris. He listened to the pod. He wildcarded and put Trossard in. He must have listened to me. And he even benched Gallagher as well. I mean, that's a bit of a strange idea, mate. But he listened to the pod and he and he brought in Trossard, Chris. He's got to thank me there, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, he's got a decent team, decent wildcard. Uh, benching Gallagher is a strange one, but he's built a very solid team, actually. Fair play to the man. He's got rotating goalkeepers, though. What do you think of that? Guaita and Ramsdale. I, think, I don't think that's that's too bad of an idea. It might come back to haunt you when you're like point two or three off a, an important move. Um, I think when you've got such a decent team of Rams, though, you don't need to have another player. Another, another he is, he, yeah, he's definitely listened to us, Chris. He's got Ben Johnson, your man as well, and your man Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, you, you can thank us later. I'll be expecting to thank you <laughs> a message, message later. But fair play. Where is he at overall? 350k Free, yeah 350k no fair enough I mean like I was saying to you off pod our FPL apprentice team is sitting 20th in this league and we're like what 600k so that is like there's, there's 20 above us in the top 600k and it's still quite open like you've got good managers like me outside the top one mil <laughs> so um, so yeah I mean you are climbing I am climbing so yeah I mean it's uh, is looking good and I just want to have a look at uh, Mr. Kersey's team so he did Diaz to Chilwell, which didn't pay off. Um, he did say to me, he said he didn't know if he'd regret making the move. And he does have Tony and Bremo, Chris. What would you say to him if they Brent for double up? It's tough one. We don't know how Newcastle are going to be this week. Uh, I'd probably play them this week. Uh, see how they play. And then reevaluate. But chances are one of them's got to go. Yeah. I do think he is doing getting Sonnen though. I think he's downgrading Vardy and getting Sonnen. I believe. Um, so yeah, no, uh, it's good. To... Son, Son is a trap. Son was a trap a few weeks ago. To be fair, that was when Nuno was there. In in his own words, Son is a trap. But things have changed. <laughs> Who said so that? Who said that? Because <laughs> he said that. But in fairness, in fairness, that was when Nuno was at the wheel. Uh, and things have changed since then. So. He 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 also said that Spurs' defense is a trap as well. So we'll see how that pays off. I mean, I agree <laughs> with him, but they, we do look solid now. So we'll see how that pays off. Um, and uh, the guy in second, Chris, has Ronaldo. I mean, he that that's good. You know, it's good in a way, but he doesn't have any Tottenham attackers. 
So would you do Ronaldo to Kane, then came back to Ronaldo for four game weeks or not? Not this week, definitely not. As we mentioned, Lisa are doing all right defensively. Uh, I'm still not fully convinced on Kane. I need to, uh, it's difficult. Ronaldo's playing Watford, so I think you keep him for that game. Uh, and if he performs well, I think you just... He doesn't perform well straight to game, straight to game. But if he if he does, then I think you just keep him. Your problem is you haven't watched Spurs probably all year, so you need to do some scouting, please. To watch no, Kane. you're very right, Tom. That, that's your homework to watch Kane, please. And you can come back in a couple of weeks on the pod and uh, and explain what you think of him. Um, also, so something me and Chris have been planning as well. Obviously, the uh, FPL Apprentice Competition Cup will be starting at some point. I'd probably say Game Week 30, Game Week 29. We will have a trophy for the winner. Um, so, obviously, we've got the mug for the winner of the league. And then for the winner of the cup, we will have a trophy, probably courtesy of FPL Merch. I need to get in contact with them. But we will have some sort of trophy that we'll be uh, sending off to you with with your name engraved and the FPL Apprentice name engraved in there as well. But that'll be exciting. Obviously, if myself or Chris win, then there'll be no trophy. Um, it will go to no, myself. No, and... well, will Tom. <laughs> go to myself or Chris um, if we win it. Um, and I'm, it'll be a thing we continue. I'm not sure if it's a thing where we can, where you, it'll probably be a thing where you get to keep it forever. Um, but what we do is on next year's uh, cup, we'll have um, 2021, 2022 name winner, and then the 2022, 2023 name winner below and then they'll get to keep it so I, I think that'd be quite a good idea like like the FA Cup is but you get you actually get to keep the cup forever we won't be asking for it back don't worry but yeah not cup sorry trophy but yeah and then that's another thing that me and Chris will be uh, splashing our cash on won't we Chris exactly but it's, it's a good investment and I think that's that's an exciting addition it, you know the FPL Cup it's an exciting addition to FPL I personally think uh, so to to make it even more exciting mm-hmm. only, Tom, I think that, that it's just good. It's just good. It's, it's fun. Yeah, and I am saying that um, as I'm 99% sure we did actually set up the option to do a cup with this league. I'm pretty certain we did. So yeah. if we haven't, if we haven't, then there won't be an FPL cup. But I'm pretty sure we did. But yeah, no. I mean that that is another that is another exciting thing. And if you're not doing as well um, at the moment, you've got a good chance to to win something because the cup is all about. Well, how you play then because it's just knockout rounds isn't it and I'm, I'm so excited for these cups this year and we won't get scummed out of it remember last year Chris me you and the Curves game week 16 Spurs and City didn't play and we didn't qualify for the cup for the first time ever that may have been the worst week in FPL history ever do you agree? I can confirm Tom we have selected the option to create the League Cup so it will be happening it will be happening alright and can you can tell me when that's going to start or not? I can if you keep talking for a minute. Yeah, do the maths quickly. Yeah, so like I was saying, um, quick next week we will have, we'll definitely have a pod out next Thursday, I believe next Thursday. Me and Chris during the game week twelve preview watch list differential, um, looking at our teams, the prediction game. We might have something else in there. I'm not sure. And then hopefully on Tuesday we will have Alfie Winter. We'll be talking. Um, Arsenal, Spurs, Conte, Gerrard, um, Ole, the new Norwich boss, if they've been appointed, Eddie Howe. Yeah, we'll be talking all sorts. So that'll be a good hour, an hour and a half chat with Alfie. So we'll hope, fingers crossed, that happens. But if not, we'll definitely have our pod out next week. Um, and like we said before, don't don't be afraid to get in contact with us. 
you'd like us anything to do, if you'd like to come on the pod, or if you just want to tell us how your game is going and you uh, you want us to give you some advice on your team. Because as, as we've seen, our advice is very good. Chris, yeah, have you as, done the maths? Uh, as Ling- Lingardium Leviosa has found out. Yeah. Have you done the maths? Game week 33 is when it should start. Game week 33? Oh, that there, that'll be good. That that is a good thing. Like it's right, it goes right down to the end. Like in all these leagues, like it makes it makes the last five or six game weeks, and hopefully it'll keep more people engaged. Because we normally see after about, would you say ten game weeks, fifteen game weeks, Chris, people stop playing? Yeah, it's about that time, isn't it? About the second international break. Yeah, yeah, and there's definitely a lot more people playing this year, and they've continued. So hopefully, things like the cup can keep them engaged. But um, but yeah, Chris, I think uh, I think that we come to the end. Are we at the end? That rounds us off, yeah. We'll, we'll have a, an in-depth talk uh, on managers next week, whether it's with Alfie or not. We will speak about it on the pod next week. We will definitely have at least one uh, for the preview for game week 12. Again, another big week, as always. And yeah, we've got two transfers in the bank. So we'll be talking for our team. Uh, some, some, some decisions to be made, but our team's in a good spot. Uh, so we'll talk about all of that. Uh, next week and you'll be glad to hear Tom the the game week 12 schedule is a lot more like normal football than last week with the weird Sundays um, or the week oh, before yeah. was it when we had those really weird games Norwich Leeds on a Sunday it's back to normal this week we got a lot of three o'clock kickers from the Saturday and we got Man City Everton Spurs Leeds that's proper Sunday type of football I would say so yeah good, good stuff there uh, so we'll be back next Thursday Hopefully next Tuesday, but just keep keep a lookout on the pod, on Spotify, etc. Tom will post on Instagram uh, on the story whether or not we get the pod out with Alfie. So just keep your eyes open. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, like Chris said, back to normal. Two free transfers in the bank. We will we would have made our mind up, and uh, we'll see what Chris is doing. Uh, whether he's sticking with the Arsenal boys, sticking with the the armband on on a Bamian, um, or not. But no, it's been a it's been a been a pleasure, Chris. And uh, I hope everyone enjoys the international break. Take take the weekend off. Watch England and don't watch England. I don't mind. But yeah, take the England uh, the weekend off. Spend some time with your your family and friends. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. See you later. See you next week, guys. <laughs>